0: simple it's a it's a programming glitch it's just a futz keystroke that sent you the wrong internet address that's all last night it sent me to amtrak central mainframe and then the mayo clinic neither of them on the same subnet angela i've accessed a system i shouldn't have if someone gets a hold of that disc they'd have an awful lot of power
1: welcome to the rewind movie podcast the following review will contain spoilers and may contain strong language
0: angela we're not offering an option here just give us the disc and we'll give you your life back I don't understand.
1: Today, as part of our Bargain Bin series, we'll be discussing The Net, starring Sandra Bullock.
0: No, 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 no. I've been in Mexico for over a week now. How could I be in L.A. selling my house at the same time? Try putting in your house to sell. It's not her, I'm telling you. It's not Angela Bennett. So not I am Angela Bennett. Please, the real Angela Bennett had to deem the mortgage papers. Come on. I got 20,000 the computers over here. I checked every record. It's not her.
1: Jeremy Northam.
0: Jeez, she could be anywhere. Are you sure she's out there? She's out there all right. She won't be hiding in some corner. She came here to use a computer. And Dennis Miller. I'm reaching out to anybody who knows me, anybody who will listen to me and believe me, be my friend and... Hey, 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 Angie. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's easier for me to play doctor than to just listen I don't understand. I don't understand. Why me? Why me? I am nobody. I am nothing.
1: Directed by Erwin Winkler.
0: Just think about it. Our whole world is sitting there on a computer. It's in the computer. Everything. Your your DMV records, your your social security, your credit cards, your medical history. It's all right there. Everyone is stored and there's like this little electronic shadow on each and every one of us Just just begging for somebody to screw with and you know what they've done it to me and you know what they're gonna do it to you
1: hello and welcome to the rewire movie podcast where can i hook up my modem it's galley
2: in glasgow
3: god we're pathetic aren't we it's devin but not that one in london (laughs) let's
2: have a date and procreate it's patrick in room oh straight in there you know what can I just say, the net, for
1: all, for all the things we're going to discuss, certain things it predicted, creeps online. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well, welcome back, gang, and welcome back, listeners. Very, very exciting to have you back, Patrick, after your gladiatorial efforts in the Coliseum. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that um, little in-joke. But yes, it's good <laughs> to have both of you back. Devlin, you were obviously away as well. Um, so it was, it was sad, you know, literally the Lost Boys.
2: Sorry, I I was pretty gutted not to make it. Um, work commitments, unfortunately, took over my weekend.
1: And listeners, you may notice that Matt is not with us. Well, after the Lost Boys, um, he decided to get himself in incredible shape, got himself a six-pack, and he's been doing some modeling. And I think the, the latest shot that he's had is of him lifting his top all the way, so you can see it, a la in the Lost Boys. So there you go.
3: Wondered where you were going with it. Pulled it all <laughs> back at the end there. Pulled
1: it all back. That's how we do it. That's how we, that's how. If you're feeling safe hands, you can take people with you on the journey. So there you go. <laughs> so we're doing the tech thriller mid-90s Sandra Bullock star called The Net. Devlin, we have discussed that we wanted to do The Net. Maybe yeah. we should explain why. Because it's not that it feels like an obscure choice. But certainly when I recount my history with the net, it was a very big film that I think everyone saw. But it now feels like a film that Sandra Bullock probably goes, I'd rather you didn't see it. But Netflix just put it on their UK streaming services, and I believe they're pushing it quite hard.
3: Well, and also, this is not the first time that one of your modern day platforms has pushed it out, because I watched this only a couple of years ago, and it must have been sitting at the top of some kind of algorithm back then as well. Um, I mean, this is like the quintessential bargain bin film, isn't
2: it? You watched it two years ago, but when was the first time you watched it, Dublin?
3: And that's why it's a quintessential bargain bin film. I watched it many, many times in my childhood, and I could not tell you when the first one was. It just sort of was. It just existed and then it was on TV all the time, so I, I wouldn't have put in. It's the type. It's the type of film you do not have to put in much effort to see. And even back then, it was the type of film you didn't have to put in much effort to see. It was I didn't go to the cinema to see it. Um, I remember the ads coming out for it. I I, I didn't rent it on video. Uh, but it just it popped onto probably Sky rotation between twelve and eighteen months after theatrical run, so that would make it about ninety six. And then I've just seen it several times in the years since, just kind of popped around, it's on TV. Uh, it just sort of happens. And it's one of the uh, films, because of that, that you tend to be familiar with certain chunks of the film as opposed to being familiar with the film start to finish.
1: Right. Did
3: it, did either of you remember that it started on the steps of a big government building, for example?
1: No, I, I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely thought I was watching Enemy of the State. Because really? I remember that starts off with a congressman and some tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. I did not remember. All of that was completely lost on me. And it yeah. was only until we're ordering some pizza, we're having some chats online. And I was like, oh, th- this is the net.
3: Were you the same as far as it just being a thing that was around? Or did you actually put in some effort?
1: Avid listeners of the show will know that I am a, um, a big Sandra Bullock fan Um I, if you may remember when we discussed Demolition Man, that there was uh, potentially going to be an engagement. It never happened. I never I never ran into her to ask her um, to marry me. Um, but had we, then I think we probably <laughs> would have got engaged. Um, no, so I was a huge fan of Sandra Bullock. And it was Demolition Man, Speed. I actually watched While You Were Sleeping as well because, again... Can't get enough of that Bullock.
3: I only watched that one a, a, a couple of months ago. You know what? It's good. So yeah,
1: the net was ubiquitous, which is our big thing when it comes down to a bargain bin. You know why you? Know, it was always on rotation, which is surprising that Netflix are giving it a push because this would would have been perfect fodder for Sony Movies Channel to just put on every single day because it's the kind of movie that you know pays for itself.
3: Fucking hell, that is that is. The one that I have. So I recorded it on my Skybox off the Sony Movies channel because they split it into two because they put the stupid five-minute entertainment news in the middle. Indeed.
1: Indeed. That yeah. is how
3: I watched it. Well, I've never seen it. Oh, my God. You've never been tangled wow. in its web.
0: Wow. Did, were you aware <laughs> of it?
2: Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember being at school. I remember the film because it's that time when we were young and computers were quite exciting and new and what can they do and I remember that being a thing I didn't have a my family and I we didn't have a computer then I don't think we got a computer till 98 or 99 and I remember this I remember the kind of idea of the film and the trailer and computers and hacking and I I don't know I seem to remember some sort of buzz at school, but I never saw it. I didn't really know what it was about at all. Um, in fact, I kind of feel like I was expecting a hackers kind of film, to be honest, when I watched it yesterday, um, and this morning and I was surprised to get a revenge type thriller. It was interesting.
1: Identity theft is the big, uh, is the order of the day, yeah. isn't it? Whereas yeah. the net as a title would suggest that we are about to go down the information superhighway again, a la Lord Merman Two Colon Beyond Silence yeah. Space, or, or getting
3: <laughs> getting jacked in,
1: Or getting jacked in. But actually, not a great deal of net,
3: really, is there? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, apart from the net of lies, maybe you could. There wasn't use.
3: even a shot of like uh, uh, a little digital bit of pretend light going down some wires
1: no there was (laughs) devlin oh was there there's
2: a tracking shot across a wire
1: there is a fake david fincher fight club shot which is made me laugh because it tracks a wire but it's literally a camera just following a wire and then it goes (laughs) to nothing and it just fades to black
2: (laughs) and then there's a really awkward like cutaway of her putting in a floppy disc at the very beginning (laughs) Mm. Mm. yeah it overstays its welcome and um, yeah but the, the on-screen stuff was, I suppose, that was the new exciting cinematic kind of aesthetic at the time, wasn't it? The on-screen computers hacking words and code, and flashes of imagery and everything that, that kind yeah, of lots of I lots of Adam that. West
1: whoosh, and yeah. swooshes and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, and and and
2: fast editing.
1: But that tracking shot of that wire, genuinely, yeah. if you're not going to watch the net, find that shot and then go ah that's where david fitz got it from
3: i was thinking you know like the the hackers thing of like visualizing the internet as like all these big kind of neon tower blocks and us whooshing between mm. them
1: well we had that with lawnmower man as well didn't we with the yeah, sexy exactly. sexy bods flying about yeah. there is none of that though you are rice but it's more very it's very much more like a you know i don't want to get the old uh computers for dummies book
3: you have to say out loud what you are typing
1: <laughs> hey if you're gonna get someone to narrate typing who better than sandra bullet right i mean imagine the casting do you, do you just stand stand over there and uh just say these words oh especially, especially if an <laughs> actor's
2: like probably not really use the computers at that time as well as, mm. as new technology it's the you know nowadays actors play off a green screen and a tennis ball and you know like It's fair dues to convincing, and Sandra Bullock convinces when she's in the chat room at the beginning of this film.
1: Anyway, Patrick, would you remind us and the listeners of the many plots of The Net?
2: Homophobic Secretary of State Michael Bergstrom can't stand the association of being gay after being diagnosed with HIV and takes his own life. Meanwhile, expert system analyst angela bennett spends her days working from home solving viruses for a software company called cathedral by day and cyber chatting to strangers like cyber bob online and ordering pizzas at night her only physical interactions are with her alzheimer's patient mother who is sadly forgetting who angela is but not chopin or her favorite candy almond rocker when angela is sent a floppy disk from colleague of a game called Mozart's Ghost to analyse. She discovers a backdoor key labelled with the symbol that accesses new and upcoming security system Gatekeeper, currently being sold by Gregg Microsystems under CEO Jeff Gregg. Angela's colleague Dale, who sent Mozart's Ghost, is coming to meet her to discuss the glitch, but his plane crashes after a navigational software failure and he dies. The same day, Angela takes herself on holiday to Mexico and finds plane problems of her own with a mass delays and cancellations at LAX due to a computer malfunction, but eventually gets to a beach with a book where she's seduced by a charming brick called Jack Devlin. After bonking on a boat, Jack reveals his true colours to her and tries to kill Angela. But Angela is from Colorado who grew up with guns and has removed the clip. They fight and Angela flees, but smashes her escape dinghy into some rocks and spends the next three days in hospital. She survives, as does the Mozart's ghost floppy disk Jack was after. As we learn of a Wall Street incident akin to the crash, if only they add Gatekeeper to protect their systems. Against faceless bad guys, the Praetorians. After the three days, Angela discovers her identity has been stolen car gone, home sold her new social security um, for her attempt visa has the new name fugitive Ruth Marks. Angela is on the run. Jack has her trapped with all these changes he's making on the net Angela calls her own desk up Cathedral but an imposter answers offering Angela's life back in exchange for the disc. It's like a nightmare She turns to Old Flame, Alan Dr. Champion, the only person in the city who even knows her It turns out Jack is working for the Praetorians as a hitman and they tamper with Alan's medical records to ensure his death by malpractice. Angela logs in online to speak to Cyber Bob and digs deeper into what is going on with a password she found in Jack's jacket. She discovers the Secretary of State didn't have HIV after all. What is going on? Who is Praetorian? Angela is on the full run, looking for more answers to get her life back, and the Big Bad Wolf cyber terrorists, Praetorians are in cahoots with Greg and Gatekeeper, and Angela is going to use all her survival skills and know-how to thwart them. Can she escape Jack in time to release a virus to bring Greg down and get her life back? Be careful when pressing the escape key.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, by the way, uh, Devlin, I will never forgive you for getting with Sandra before me. Um, yeah. uh, great, great. <laughs> Devlin! Um, Devlin, indeed. Bonker that on her. Charming me. British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: A, little, a little, uh, uh, little roll on the bunkette under the stars.
1: You, you know he's a
3: gentleman <laughs> because uh, when, when a lady's cold,
1: um, best thing to do is pull out a handkerchief instead of giving her a jacket, which I thought was kind of the obvious move, but clearly... Reference, so there we go. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, before we get into the actual talking points, a bit like Predator 2, Ruth Marx's uh mo on the police uh, computer system <laughs> is something to behold. The one that got me like, and I still can't quite believe it is venereal disease just randomly, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Which was
3: heavy like- emphasis on venereal <laughs> disease. <laughs> Doesn't feel like that would be like the main thing on a police report. No,
1: no, it's the top one. It doesn't.
3: It's not even like
1: crime. It's it's like prostitution yeah. and solicitation is below. She's got venereal disease.
3: <laughs> Make sure you give her a wide berth.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to know what um, writers of the '90s thought about all that kind of stuff. Let's look at our congressman. Let's look at Ruth Marks. Yeah, okay.
3: mm-hmm. yeah. We've come a long way. It's like um when they're in the airport and the uh, the boards are flashing up like the statuses of the flights are flashing on and off and it's like delayed, cancelled, and the third one is just hijacked. Like, how often do you need to use? Oh, I miss that. <laughs> it concerns me that that's all already there as a preset.
1: <laughs> Sandra Bullock, right? Um, I wanted to talk. We were talking. We discussed her a little bit in Demolition Man and how she's. Like, such a great foil for, for, you know, Hunker Chunker in in that movie. Because she's (laughs) kind of the audience avatar about trying to bring action back. She's, like, looking back retrospectively, nostalgically, and trying to pull us along in this kind of meta joke that's running alongside Demolition Man. And she does a really good job. We then discussed her in Speed, another great foil, to Keanu playing tough Jack. Um, and really humanises the bus. So that's her kind of role is to kind of we care about the bus. obviously it's got Alan Rook. We care because Alan Rook, but you know, there's gum. There's gum on a seat.
2: And gigantor. Um,
1: and gigantor, mm-hmm. of course. Um and let's not forget the guy with the gun. You know, just two guys hanging out. Just, just dudes I'd being dudes. And, <laughs> and
2: sparkle motion.
1: <laughs> and spotbluster, you know, but if she died it, then we'd all die, any. Okay, fair enough yeah. that's a good point um, so Sandra Bullock we discussed uh, in these supporting roles the thing that I found most interesting about the net is take Sandra Bullock out of this movie and I'm not giving away sandwiches here when I say it's a relatively low fi derivative kind of wronged person thriller and it's all anchored by Sandra Bullock because there are no other stars in this movie someone might tell me the guy that's playing her ex is a star but he mm-hmm. he didn't land for me i'll put it that way but there's no one else in this movie like literally i recognize the the mother who's uh, plays her mother in this she's the senator in silence of the lambs i've seen that actor uh, that actor before but apart from that i didn't recognize anybody
3: jeremy northam was like bouncing around but I, I couldn't give you a defining role like he's in a lot of stuff that i didn't watch like emma and Gosford Park.
1: Yeah, he's a thespian, but he he feels like a they couldn't get they couldn't get Pierce Brosnan.
3: British bad guys were kind of staple
2: at this time in these kind of films, right? Is you were either Eastern Europe or British. I think.
1: I think we discussed this before about middling budget thrillers, and I was thinking about like female-led movies in the nineties, and I just think Sandra Bullock is just an interesting choice. But I wanted to look at that run like we did Demolition Man. That was uh, she'd done movies before, but that's her kind of breakout role, you would say. I looked
3: at what she'd done, though. There's not a lot. She did a a, a Peter Bogdanovich, like 20 something young people ensemble movie, a remake of The Vanishing, which was uh, critically slated and some Roger Corman film called Fire on the Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's all in like the, the year or two before this, like. Demolition Man seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, a little mm-hmm. bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. These yeah. were, I mean,
3: these weren't nothing films, but they weren't exactly films that were setting the world on fire. So,
1: Speed and While You Were Sleeping. Is While You Were Sleeping the same year as The Net?
3: It's, uh, it's, it's in that order. So it's Speed, and then she was filming While You Were Sleeping when Speed comes out, and she signed on for The Net while filming While You Were Sleeping.
1: Well, whoever her agent was at the time, and also credits are here, Because we we don't really discuss this, but the trajectory of a star, I think we did with Keanu, is important, isn't it? Like You need to show that you can work in different genres, but also that you bring something to the party every time you're in a movie. So all those kind of uh, supporting roles. But while you're sleeping, she's the star. She's got Bill Pullman. Um, I think Gallagher's in it, isn't he? Is it um, Sandy from the Peter OC? Gall- Peter Gallagher <laughs> so, yeah. is, is
3: unconscious throughout most of the film. And, good looking uh, eyebrows, though, Devlin. <laughs> I mean, if you're <laughs> yeah. going to have someone have their eyes shut, seen that film be... in
2: ages. I think I've seen it once when I was a it's, a good, it's
3: a good. It's a good rom com, right? Yeah. Peter Boyle's very good in it. He plays the dad. That, that is, brothers.
2: You, I think you just hit there, Galley on um, Bullock. Is she can do action? She can do drama. She can do romantic comedy. She can do serious, and it all. You know, the making of a star, if you want to go down there, it led to her winning the Oscar in a kind of mediocre film, really.
1: And, we, and I talked about it in the last episode with Matt, with Joel Schumacher, you know, the year after this, A Time to Kill comes out, big ensemble, big John mm-hmm. Grisham movie, lots of eyeballs on it. She's a maverick character in that. So if you haven't seen her in these, you know, action movies, you're going to see her in that. And that's a more prestigious picture. And all of a sudden, in '98, she's now uh, side by side with Nicole Kidman, and she's in that. You know, she's welcome to the. Wait,
2: when was party. Miss Congeniality? Was it shortly after?
3: Two thousand, about two thousand, yeah.
2: So then, you know, that's decide to do whatever you want at that point.
3: It's like, a, and at that point, yeah, that's a half decade stretch. She's been on on top throughout, and you think like, you know, she was in a film, uh, one of the many. Uh, littler films that she was in I, I was just looking to see who was around at the time and she co-starred and was actually billed beneath samantha mathis in oh right, right. Uh, that's interesting uh, isn't it? the thing called love that's the bogdanovich movie and it's like that was a weird because of course she kind of just was in what super mario brothers and then just ended up kind of bouncing around i remember
1: seeing her as the wife in the punisher film with John Travolta, the wife who gets killed after ten minutes, yeah, and it happened to Elizabeth Shue, the wife in the Death Death Wish with Bruce Willis, who gets killed after ten minutes. That could have been. That's normally the fate, isn't it?
3: And and even when you are in something really like critically lauded, like Elizabeth Shue was in um, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, and you had like a Mira Solvino who wins a fucking Oscar, and yet it's still not enough to keep them you know, plugging away in decent roles.
1: But I suppose Bullock's managed to, as well, she started in genre fair, and then those prestigious pictures. You know, once Miss that she does lots of rom-coms after Miss If I remember, it's like the proposal, the,
2: the, the. Yeah, I think that was her, like, career in the early like, 2000s, right? And then in the last decade, we get back to... Prestigious pictures, this, isn't it? Like Gravity, and even Bird Box had quite a lot of...
1: Um, yeah Blind Side. she's in oceans 13 so she's now again she's mm -hmm. one of those she's up there with Meryl Streep you know if you're going to go for like recognized star who's been around for decades
2: Sandra Bullock's in that conversation we spoke about this in demolition man and speed I think but just extremely likable really great screen presence very charming seems has a definite personality come through in her performances you know it's it's very watch- she's very watchable.
3: A lot of misses though. A lot of misses, but
2: in this like oh, this, this is a very, very exposition heavy film and I think she does very well with it. What are the misses, Devlin? Just out of interest?
3: Oh, well, just going through like um, you know, once you so if if we mark like the net as the point at which, you know um, and then A Time to Kill is the year after, but the year after that is Speed 2, which is notoriously terrible, but she's she follows it up with Hope Floats, which was very popular. Uh, she's in something, she's in Practical Magic. Uh, Forces of Nature was a bit of a bit of a miss. Yeah. 28 okay. Days was an effort to try and be seen as a more serious actress. It didn't really come off, but then she's in Miss Congeniality straight after. It tends to be that she can pull herself out of the fire, so she's in Murder by Numbers, which is apparently a bit shit. She's also in Two Weeks Notice, which is extraordinarily popular. There's you know there's always just something to you know the lake house and premonition didn't set the world on fire so then she does the proposal which is very popular There's every year two years three years tops and it's not too it's not too much volume you know because sometimes you can
1: over, oversaturate and then all of a sudden you got like four or five in a row that are shit and then that's when you're the wife in death wish
3: she's averaging one a year <clears throat> at most so it's uh yeah it give give people time to miss you isn't it that's the thing
2: she feels like quite a private person you don't see much of her in the Mm. press and everything but i think you're absolutely right patrick i think there's a charm
1: it's just a naturalistic performance but she you're right she's got lots of exposition she's got to bring you into this world which many many audiences because it's quite a broad church of a movie you know it's trying to appeal to the masses it's trying to bring the masses into the idea that um you know, its viewpoint is computers are bad. But wasn't it great when people used to ha- hold records?
2: But it's not saying computers are bad, is it? It's saying that the they net can be used and software. Yeah, it's but because it, here's where I was trying to like dig into the film, like on the train on the way back yesterday, and thinking I, I just don't. If the underneath all of this somewhere is. Warning conglomerates and big companies to be careful else they'll be hacked and what they're going to lose and, and all of that. But it's, I don't know, it is it. That's not the vehicle in a way. The vehicle is a revenge and mm. a, a thriller type thing with the computer and net stuff all on the side. And it's nice having that there is some positive things to the net, which I think is why I remember it being cool at the time when I was younger, like ordering a pizza online and pizza.net you know, like, yeah pizza.net or the, you know the chat rooms which became Remember, we all remember MSN Messenger and booking a flight and the convenience and playing video, because playing video games was a big one for when I was younger, which is why I wanted a computer. I remember one of mum and dad's friends we used to visit a lot and he'd have Doom and whatever else. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And immediately at the beginning of this, I was reminded of that feeling of excitement at something new in games. And even like the FedEx delivery report from her colleague is, it's all showing the potential and convenience that was coming our way and that we all you know um everyone's online now but the 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 convenience of all that doesn't really in the film doesn't show anything that's affecting the ordinary person that the normal internet computer user at home it's all about it's a bigger picture
3: it's pretty prescient this idea of um a withdrawal from meat space <laughs> i didn't want to say it but i did um a withdrawal from from real life and that um cocooning yourself in like parasocial relationships or online only relationships um there are reasons why that can be um attractive i guess Uh, it's less uncomfortable you can withdraw any time from an online interaction you can't withdraw from a face-to-face interaction there are certain social obligations that go along with it yeah but she could have with jack he he invites her to dinner and she could say no that's the thing i think that um the the film kind of came out at a time when and was probably made by people who didn't totally dig into the reasons why somebody might withdraw in the way that her character does and that's why it's kind of um it's not the deepest exploration of that aspect of it because Sandra Bullock is such a genial actor and such a, a kind of uh, a, a kind of radiant presence on screen that it's you know you get the impression that she's just a bit of a workaholic or yes. she's just a bit mm-hmm. lazy as opposed to the reasons why somebody might actually withdraw to only you know staying in their house and being online something like Pulse which we've watched it- Gary um, <laughs> but
2: it's also a contrivance though isn't it to to get her unrecognized by anyone and we have to believe that this cool attractive young woman you know is just a computer nerd back at home in the early
3: 90s they needed her to be they needed her for the 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 remainder of the film to be the kind of jimmy stewart on the run or you know the um the kind of every every person In extraordinary circumstances, you know, the the mistaken identity and the person who knows too much but doesn't know what it is that they know, they're being hunted by shadowy forces. And if you compare it to something like Enemy of the State, where Will Smith's character is a lot spikier and a lot more aware of what's going on around him, and he's kind of a bit shifty, and it's Mm. probably a deeper exploration. Whereas Sandra Bullock's character really does just have to be that of nice woman being hunted and if it were that her um, online only interactions were based around like a genuine social phobia or something more deep seated, it doesn't make her as relatable a character for a mainstream film like this. It makes it less interesting, but it also makes it harder for, you know, a a packed out Friday night audience to go along for the ride and enjoy it.
2: There is one scene that really anchors that kind of idea though. When she rings her mum at the police station, um, I think that's performance-wise. It's you know get get the Kleenex out, and she does a she does really good job there on the phone. But the whole film is her having almost one-way conversations on the not the whole film, sorry, but a lot of it you know one-way conversation at a computer, like you said, typing, going on the phone to her mum, and she does a really good job there. And that's I think from a writing point of view, the whole film's full of contrivances, but having the Alzheimer's mum and the kind of lost identity, it is there and we feel a lot of empathy for Angela.
0: Hi, mom. It's me. How are you doing? You doing okay? Yeah, it has, has a new nurse treating. Um, it's Angela, mom. Oh, it's Angela. Mom, listen, um, I need you to do something for me. Um, uh, there's a lady here that I need for you. She's going to get on the phone, and I need for you to tell her that she's that on me, okay? Because she doesn't blame me. Can you tell her that? Mom? Mom, don't. No. Are you there?
3: Do you feel hey, sad for her that she that she has to eat pizza to mournful Annie Lennox cover versions?
2: Not at all. The, the mother thing. The mother thing hits right.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it does, it and really it gives does. her an arc I, it,
2: to get to the end and work yeah. there. And I mm. quite like that. It's, but no, it's she's made her own decisions.
3: There's the, the
1: the the moments of contrivance that you were talking about, Patrick. I had a couple, but again, testament to. Sandra Bullock and a performance, and I'll also give it to Erwin Winkler, the director. That I sort of just go, ah, that's that's a blemish, and like, and then I'll move on. And the the main one was in the hospital because again, time is one of the biggest problems in this movie because I don't get a grasp of the timeline because it feels, it feels like it, it feels like the film wants me to think that this is happening like boom, 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 boom. As soon as this happens, this happens. But actually, we have Matt Matt Ridley's dreaded fade to blacks, which is obviously indicating that time has passed. But because I have no idea how much time, there's a moment where she goes to the receptionist in the hostel and and she says, oh, don't worry, it's just a, a penicillin, insulin issue. Then... He dies again because
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. We'll
1: talk about the fact that they kill him twice, which I thought was uh, hilarious. Didn't what does, die he, what does he die the first time? From,
3: what, what, he, yeah, what does he end up choking on in the car? Is he like a nut allergy or something?
2: It's, he goes and gets his prescription and oh, okay. they've, they've he's, his prescription. He's out. fucked it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then, and then the second time is, oh no, he he's diabetic. And it's like, no, he's not. But it's the same woman. Sandra Bullock yeah. is wearing the same yeah, yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. It's the same night. <laughs> I get the computer says no, and I hate to invoke uh, Little Britain because it doesn't deserve it, but it, that, that joke <laughs> does last, where it's like, but the computer says, no, you are still the human. Yeah. You definitely recognize her, and I know that you might have seen hundreds of people, but because the film hasn't shown like a, a waiting room full of people, I can't then buy that you'd be like, oh yeah, that, the guy that you were here like 10 minutes ago, Yeah, unfortunately, with complications, he's died back.
0: Look, Mrs. Champion, I'm sorry we did everything we could. There were complications. Would you like me to call you a cab? Look, you're very upset. Is there someone who can pick you up? Ma'am. Ma'am, would you like to talk with a counsellor? Ma'am, maybe you should just lie down for a um, while. I don't understand. You said he was going to be fine. He was fine. I know I did. I'm, I'm sorry. The insulin caused no, his no, blood it's pressure. No, penicillin. He was on penicillin. No, Dr. Champion was being held for the treatment of diabetes. No. He went into no, insulin no. shock at 925. No, he was not a diabetic. I'm afraid he, he was. was. He wasn't diabetic. He was. No, was
2: I also like the the whole internet, you know, if we are to grasp, it's a worldwide thing. The cyber Bob lives down the road, to <laughs> give me, and and I couldn't get my head round. Got his a- got his
3: avatar on his uh, on his buzzer, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy to find.
2: Maybe you can explain it to me. Maybe I missed it. I'm sorry. But who put the pie symbol on a fucking game? Mozart's ghost why why is it there is is it the main guy and and again why would would you be so
1: not discreet about the fact that you're hiding information in a program why don't you hide it i know that you had to click into a guitar and then a. but you know she's a a game she's a why would it be a beta tester so people would and yeah you're right it's a game so you would go through all the bits that you could click into normally Mm -hmm. if you're trying to hide a program You'd bury it in the code.
2: Well, I thought it should have been. You bury it in the net. You have to find it, not on a floppy disk, but, and, you know, like create a whole world here and the, the connectivity of like everything. But it's, for, for all its big ideas, it's quite a small minded film. It's a chase film that's based on a floppy disk. It's but
1: I think, Patrick, true. you said before about those themes, um, at being at the background, but I think that's yeah. the, it's the strength, but it, you could also flip it and say it's the weakness of the movie. The strength of it is that we are we are we're at the cold face of the problem. Like you say, it's a chase film yeah. where we've got we learn once we know that Devlin, not that Devlin, is a henchman and is actually just like an assassin, I guess, or you know, just, he, he's a he's a gun for hire. We'll call him a gun for hire, but he's also a computer whiz. Um, then we know that 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 keeps it personal because she's had a personal relationship. He manipulated her into the bonking on the boat, uh, all that kind of stuff. But the main guy is always on the TV in the background. And for passive viewers, by the end, I I think they'd be like, I don't understand how that ties into this disc. There's a few dots that don't connect
3: quite as they should. They really struggle to also loop the the guy's suicide at the start i thought i read the wikipedia plot synopsis and they put way more emphasis on that than actually ends up in the film you could blink and miss that but she discovers
2: it's a lie when she puts and then she finds a password in a jacket and she just tries it as Mm. a password and you know all of these things are very um convenient and contrived and just I don't know. Like you said, you could very easily get lost in the plotting of this film.
1: And again, the filmmakers don't do themselves any favours because we've talked about it before. When you show something on screen at the beginning of a movie and you have the credits rolling, then that is almost like an indication that whatever's on screen is not dreadfully important. Mm. If that's going to be the thing that's going to be your jumping off point. You don't have the credits rolling at the same time.
3: If you need to retain detail from this, if you are just there to do like a scene setter, you just want to kind of create this is the type of film you're in for, then that's okay. But the fact that this is like plot setup rather than like a narrative setup or, or not even like tonal setup, you can do that when your credits are rolling. But yeah, if you are supposed to be remembering who this guy is, what's happened to him. Um, he's not a particularly memorable face of an no, actor.
1: No, no. And, and, you know, I don't want to be crude, Devlin, but you could be forgiven for thinking you were watching Philadelphia 2 because you've no mm. idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so, he's such a dull actor. Keep it yeah. shorthand, but I, he may as well have said, honey,
3: I'm going to put some lead in my brain. Tell the kids <laughs> I
1: love them. <laughs>
3: tell, tell the kids to stay off the both the Sega and the Nintendo. Those are the brands of things that I know. I like the half-eaten pear on the table.
2: <laughs> I imagine he was just eating that before contemplating the phone call. Like, I've got to ring the wife. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's bizarre. It was a really clunky beginning. It's a really clunky setup. But again, I go back to... It's testament to Sandra Bullock that none of that really matters once we get into the chase, because really all mm. we're caring about is who are getting our identity back. The big reasons why and the big tech concerns and the social panic of like, these guys have got too much power and this is how they're going to corrupt it. They're too much in the background. It's a hard one for a screenwriter to connect, but I don't think they quite manage it in the net. No, uh, you know
3: I don't think so. they probably literally didn't understand enough about the internet and its capabilities in order to do more of this but i think I, you know i don't think that that should be a barrier for entry because we as a general audience especially if i consider myself in 95 was a massive dummy i didn't know anything you could have literally convinced me that the internet could do anything and I would have gone along with it. And it doesn't feel like they explored the possibilities enough of how manipulable everything was. And like you say, you, you can, you can show on screen chaos in the terrible diehard four. did it better. You know, just do the thing where you change all the, the traffic the lights. lights. That's yeah. Traffic lights. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you I know. Think
2: also that the, there's a lack of motive in the film, you know, Gally said, Greg's just on the TV in the background. And, We we understand the motive's financial and it's a manipulation to buy his product or whatever, but I don't know, we just get a henchman running around. I'm with you on that one. If you've got a villain, show me why
1: they're villainous. So his gatekeeper program, if it's just financial, that seems a bit boring and a little bit bond so maybe he he's you know I think again we're going back to that awful Die Hard four, but wasn't the motivation for um, a friend of the show Timothy Oliphant was that he created the systems and he knows that there's a flaw, so he's exposing yeah. it. Okay, I think that's a little bit radical, but at least he was wrong. I know he? why he's doing it. Yeah. In this, is he literally just doing it for money, just trying to sell yeah. them corporate spyware?
3: The I guess the idea is that, of course, you you can then. It, it, situate yourself within every system, which means that you can manipulate everything ever. Yeah. You know, that that's why was, she was, was able already to in, access in, the
2: doctor's records and all, all of that. Yeah. So it was, He was, already was a in point of control. He's already in But you know, like tomorrow banking. never dies, you know, like that, that's what I kind of wanted that, like hungry control and that manic typing on a keyboard that could have been anything that he's, he's going on. But I can even play the accordion it, too.
1: <laughs> little wesley Snipes reference there I mean, it kind of lacked
2: that i think you know that's a techno technology uh bad guy that was kind of done well yeah and, uh, I, the motive you and... want
3: you want over you want total basically total control it's a you want a megalomaniac who wants to control and manipulate everything jonathan bryce was supposed to be largely inspired by rupert Murdoch, and i get that that actually makes sense this idea of somebody who not only uh, uh, who just wants to be able to influence every aspect of the world in their own image? And some dude on a TV whose name we know, but we barely hear speak, doesn't really count. You know that was going to be um, Bill Gates. You know they—they—it really? so was going to be Bill to Gates. That role. Yeah. Oh, you see,
1: again, that would have been quite interesting. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I assume he went, "Oh, actually, I'm about to launch a new Windows." So.
3: Got to got to the point of uh, of of talks. There were talks, but uh, yeah. I think probably so I would hope somebody exactly. I would hope somebody smarter in his organization would say, "Like, yeah, we we are actually a bit evil. You probably shouldn't point that out." So then, does the film do a good enough job at warning? Big company. you know, and
2: I, it's obviously got its underlying message. So, so I watched this the Nets with Danielle.
1: Um, and Danielle attributes this movie not just this movie, she's also got her own preconceptions, but she has no social media whatsoever and is relatively uh following the Sarah Connor, John Connor um, life. I was just about uh, to say, i of, of just of, of staying <laughs> offline, drinking Budweiser on a bridge, but staying offline. That's a term. Rise the Machines. John Connor. Rise screen. the Machine. Bring it full circle. Same screenwriters, as listeners. Just saying, yep. always bring your full circle. Um, so she said that the net genuinely, and then when we watched it again the other night, like I was chuckling a little bit at some of the stuff, but she was like, "No, no, that's you know that could happen," and uh, and she 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 <coughs> engaged with the ideas that the films putting forward. Some of them are a little bit ridiculous. I mean the 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 waspy neighbor. I mean, hmm. come on!
2: You saw her. She's like, could be here, yeah. might not be. You know, but then, but the identity theft is kind of more prevalent than the company problems and security in the film, which is good for us and the char- main character. You know,
1: yeah, the idea that that these big companies are there for the for the greater good has now been up for for discussion for for a long, long time. Whereas in this movie, there was obviously that kind of. Boomer skepticism um, just because you 're like oh i don't know if I like the FedEx guy, oh no, much prefer we, yeah. to go to the post office where someone can yeah. collect it and and you know that sounds really uh, kind of patronizing, but obviously, as I say, the movie is is working in broad brushes, so if it shows you're like you can order a pizza well that's good fun i don 't need to literally leave my home positive, but the negative is oh you 've got venereal
3: disease what when did I get that? <laughs> it's interesting that it's gone for uh, the corporations uh, uh, corporations are bad slash corporations need to be watched because usually these kind of big paranoid thrillers tend to go more for the central government is is onto you whereas this Enemy is more of the in the States, case of
1: anyone? of
3: yeah this is more <laughs> like the central government is uh, um, flawed and potentially amenable to being taken over by nefarious corporate interests and i think that's a subtle but interesting distinction made obviously it doesn't particularly have it doesn't depict the government very much outside of a massive homophobe who would rather kill himself <laughs> yes. than be hiv <laughs> positive which um clearly the uh, is something that's still looming over this film because then later there's a she gets she escapes into an uh, an aids awareness march right yeah it's an unusual amount of emphasis to give to um a very serious issue
1: Philadelphia was two years earlier Hollywood had kind of reconciled with
2: HIV Hollywood had but the government hadn't the government had wronged a lot Mm. of people you know imagine remember Reagan just kind of dismissed it yeah people were still pissed off
3: and upset about all of that yeah if uh, yeah if anything we're we're probably now uh yeah in the era of this film we're probably only just reaching the point where the, uh people were willing to kind of actually, yeah, create media about it and and try and bring up some sort of awareness of it, but I, I did find it was just it's a real time capsule element.
2: It, yeah. it is, and again, but this is the thing: a lot of things in the film it's underhanded and underplayed and just almost throwaway and uh, inconsequential because the the vehicle is. Sandra Bullock, Angela, who's we're with her. She's the protagonist, and films about her trying to get her life back in, in at the mm. the main core of it. Were there many films like this at the time? You know, just the oh, Patrick. It's like it's almost like you. It was like we had our notes pre-prepared. I, did I innocently enough get the tone that I I, I truly believe there's nothing like this. you know what? The, I don't think there were there weren't. Lots of uh,
1: thrillers that looked at identity theft, but there were lots of Hollywood movies trying to tackle computers, technology, the internet, the dangers, and also, you know, prime for good stories as well. Like, there's lots of stories you can pull out of that. You know, Disclosure, we've constantly talked about, is the oddest film that decided to get a bit of VR uh, sort of truncated in because Michael Douglas needs to find his innocence within virtual reality despite it being what seems like a pretty obvious office based sexual assault claim <laughs> um,
2: but you know a film um, that I record watching this very strangely and I was kind of surprised is, um, Mission Impossible yeah, the, the Ethan okay, hunt, yeah. on the run yeah. and him being put on the TV is like fugitive and trying to and yeah. I suppose there were a lot of examples of
1: well, it's the Hitchcockian thing, isn't it? A little North by Northwest kind of vibe. Yes, cocky, cockles, the big cock. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that that people go back to them, even if you don't want to, as a as you know, just because of the age and the barriers. And it's because uh-huh. they they really do set the tropes and entrench them in, and they work. And, and you said Mission Impossible. Who's the director? Brian De Palma. What's Brian De Palma's Palmer. favorite filmmaker? Sure. Alfred Hitchcock. Um, sure is. Ewan Winkler, though. What an interesting career. We've discussed yeah. him uh, as the producer of Rocky. He was one of the big, big um, uh, advocates for Rocky. And StudyCam. He was a pioneer for that. As a producer, his credits are incredible. As a director... Maybe not so much. He's producing
2: Creed three now, and still big films. And I couldn't believe he was still alive. I only
3: found out he was still alive because of Sylvester Stallone going insane and constantly making horrible Instagram posts about him. Oh God, is he like? <laughs> Have you he's seen, he's seen it? Taking on my buddy? Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> oh, really? Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, he does these like bizarre mock-ups. They're all over his official Instagram. It's insane. Did, did he
2: outbuy his awesome. pen? And, and Sylvester Stallone doesn't. Own that pen
3: when, anymore. Yeah, he bought the pen with the skulls on it. <laughs> but yeah, because Owen Winkler owns the rights to uh, all of the Rocky characters. And even Fuck. though, you know, that's the deal, because Sylvester Sloan was largely an unknown entity, and Erwin Winkler yeah. was the guy who paid for the Rocky films, it's literally just how it goes. He does these like mock ups of him where he makes him look like a vampire and stuff. <laughs> Pretty funny. Wow. And you can tell he makes them himself God. on like some very crude version of MS Paint.
2: Devlin's showing as yeah. an image. You can find it
3: online. It says a very flattering portrait of Erwin Winkler. <laughs> You're
2: going to have to put that in the
1: show notes.
0: Definitely.
1: Enemy of the State is doing a kind of snake eating the tail. Michael Bay, Tony Scott is, is, is bringing everything to the party. And instead of the conversation, they're having an out and out shouting match. That movie is like dialed up to 11. Gene hatman I don't think stops shouting in the whole movie. Even when he's like asking for a seat, he's like, give me the seats. Um, so, it's but this feels like a very traditional Hitchcockian thriller to the to the way that everything is composed and the only bits that feel genuinely kind of new from from Erwin Winkler is the editing of the typing
2: and Sandra Bullock speaking to sure. Scream. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of intriguing and cinematic to see all the code and everything pop up on screen and things that you're unfamiliar with. And like from a storytelling point of view, you, you always understand what she's trying to do online. No, like the fire alarm going on. You remember Jurassic Park, that really great sequence where she gets the system back online and you understand the, the the process. And in here, kudos to the direction, you understand what she's trying to achieve online, which is cool. Spielberg made
1: it more obvious though, because I believe she's literally flying over, over. Yeah. Yeah. tubes that say what they are and one of them just mm. says doors doors <laughs> but you know you're right that's how you've got to convey these things visually and it's always been a problem and is still an issue isn't it of how do you make working sat down in a room with a computer cinematic
3: well yeah it's odd because it's two years after jurassic Park, but it's before that kind of like being a nerd was fully locked in stigmatized although they do say the um uh that the net is the ultimate condom <laughs> mm. which is a fucking bizarre yeah. line to have It's in. a bizarre line it. yeah it's on the chat room I think it must be Cyberbob or possibly Iceman oh, that says it I think it's Iceman that says it and you know what's great is that later when she's hacking the chat room to find people's real identities she finds out that he's 12.
2: Just just on that a little bit though it's not only that that is portrayed in there it, it's you know they're saying how about a date? Let's procreate. But also on the phone, the guy who she's working for, who's probably never met her in person, keeps asking her for dinner. There, there is that underlying behaviour at the very beginning of this film. Well, they don't know what Angela looks like. She's Angel.
1: She could look like Sandra Bullock. She could look like Dennis Nadry. They don't know. <laughs> uh, uh uh. You didn't say the magic <laughs> word. That's what I would have been my response because you know, for the trivia buffs out there. The British guy, because a British guy said it in Jurassic Park two, says clever girl when she does the mobile phone switcheroo, switch and bait. <laughs> also, keen eyed listeners will notice that the production designer had a sign that said bait just above it. Good in here. That was yeah, good. I, it, I thought that, that was quite clever. <laughs> but yeah, he says clever girl, so there you go. Jurassic Park full loop, as I said, always iterative on
3: this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about the setup and payoff? There's a little setup and payoff, Gally, um, on the boat. I thought you'd like, as soon as I saw it. When Jack, when Devlin goes down and hides the stuff, he comes back up with a bottle of wine, and she's wearing the jacket. She's got the gun on her lap with a cigarette in mm. her hand. And she uses it! And there was, he pulls one out on the beach. She's like, cigarette, I haven't smoked in years. thought you'd like that shit.
1: Well, uh, the, and again, you know, if you're looking at kind of predicting the future, the manipulation that he uses because he's been following her online... I'm not suggesting that well, actually I am suggesting I'm suggesting that yeah. happens all the time. That is the premise of catfish no um, yeah. is that people find out little bits of information because you can some people are really candid about what they put on their Facebook, for example, or what they put on their whatevers well,
3: i mean in in dating apps, you are literally putting out some of your preferences so that somebody has something to latch onto. You are voluntarily giving of yourself like details that you probably shouldn't to the entire world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Although uh, Angela's got a bit of a, you know, that's quite a tall order. So I'm probably out on that one. Um, (laughs) It's a shame, though. But that's a fictional character. That's not Sandra's preferences. So we'll see if I've still got a future. (laughs) She might not be
3: such a big Schweitzer fan.
1: No, maybe not. But I did, you know, the one bit that um, I did think, like, Angela, you should know better is when he's got the CB radio, which has nothing, nothing to do with the net. And he just goes... Nah, no, it's not working here, close to land. Might work further out, though. Like what? No, that's, that's, definitely, that's, definitely the other way around. Yeah, I'm, yeah.
3: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure radios work better the further away from any towers you
2: take them. <laughs> it's the, the triangulation, Devon.
3: Oh, I like when um the
2: FBI guy Ben Phillips gets a. And he, he's a terrible actor. Ah, oh, you didn't get the disc. Oh man, the disc was the only thing we could <laughs> need to get them. I can't believe it but i love that contrivance that she makes them crash the car into jack devlin's car of all the road they've been traveling they crash into him it's bonkers how the hell did you access this system in the first
0: place i didn't uh programmer cathedral he sent the disc to me (laughs) yep god
2: damn disc that's what kick-started all this huh angie angie tell me did you make a copy of the disk? I mean, before it was ruined in Mexico.
0: Huh? No. Ah, damn.
2: disc is the only hope we have for catching these bastards. Did you talk to anyone? Give copies of the disc to anyone.
0: You guys are amazing sons of bitches. Me. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> How'd you know it was ruined? How'd you know it was ruined? I only told Devlin it was ruined. How'd you know it was ruined? Huh? What's your name? You're not even with the FBI. Is your name better? You know what? It doesn't even matter.
2: There's a little cutaway, though, to her undoing her seatbelt, I think.
3: She undoes oh, his just... seatbelt so that he... His seatbelt. Front, so that he... Thank you. That didn't make sense. Of
1: course that makes sense. That's the, the Hitchcock-Stewart stuff,
3: where yeah, yeah.
1: at the beginning we see this kind of quiet, meek, Sandra... And then we realize that she's got the fortitude. And the key scene is when she knows the cops are onto her as Ruth Marks. He sees mm. the venereal disease. I'm going to keep doing that joke because they fucking yeah. wanted me to read it. She sees that he reads that. She knows she's in trouble. And she
2: steals the phone.
1: She's learning that she's got more resilience and she's smarter than than she thinks she is. Which is why it's disappointing mm. that in certain moments of the movie... That they have to make her dumb in order for her to be, um, you know, to have another uh, obstacle. Yeah, that's the only bit that's kind of—it's a lot, slightly inconsistent. Sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hello. Hello. This is
0: Angela Bennett. Who is this? This is Angela Bennett. Hello. someone that can help you give us the disc Angela you have the wrong person I don't I don't know what you're talking Angela. about we're not offering an option here just give us the disc and we'll give you your life back I don't understand I don't have your disc I don't know what you mean give us the disc Angela
3: but a, a bigger question is right the, uh, Wikipedia plot synopsis suggests that that is the real Ruth Marks because she gets identified as sure. such after she is dead on the news. Now to me, that is fucking mental. <laughs> that yeah, is Ruth mentally Marx hiding the is... prostitute who could also, <laughs> <Yeah>. with venereal <laughs> disease. <laughs> but also we, we know that he was on Aunt Ruth Marks's record adding all that stuff in real time. So that means that it's like this real Ruth Marks who is, who is a, um, who is, I guess, just some sort of paid assassin slash doppelganger, and and they said, um, okay, Ruth, um, we're going to need you to maybe kill someone. Also, <laughs> uh, but while you do that, Devlin's going to take your real name and identity, and he's going to turn you into a VD riddled sex worker. And <laughs> we can probably undo it, but I don't know. It's still experimental. It's in beta testing. <laughs> One of the maddest choices they make is to smack a three day coma a three-day mini coma out of nowhere into the film like there was i understand that they probably were you know it was like they were they were selling her house creating this but the idea is that it shouldn't take that long like she'd barreled headfirst into fucking cable junction (laughs) in the middle of the sea at night (laughs) Just hold her under. She's unconscious.
1: I, had a, I have another film reference. She when wakes up in the hostel that appears to be where Nacho Libra fucking works because <laughs> it is all about <laughs> It's, that
3: is it's true. Back
2: crazy.
1: Under and an orange
3: like, tint. Get that corn out of my face.
1: <laughs> where the film almost lost me is the introduction of the, the doctor.
3: Oh, Dennis Miller.
1: Oh, Champion champion yeah. i mean so bad they killed him twice I, he literally was doing my head and, and he just
3: gave me a hotel room
2: that i can do <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: patrick when everything is a joke i mean don't get me wrong i'm yeah. guilty of it on the show but you guys talk in between me talking so it feels like you know there's less he talks all the time and she's just going oh please stop i mean i know that he, he comes in and and gets and checks out pretty quick and I, I suppose you have to make an impact if you're going to be that character. You know, you have to be pretty memorable. But the quipping, oh, my, it was, it was too much. They've really gotten into your
0: head with this. Well, come on, put yourself in my shoes. I don't hear from you for a long time. I get a phone call, this convoluted story. Come on. You know, I'm not buying the whole package, but I'll tell you what I can. Do I have a friend downtown in the Federal Building? His name's Ben Phillips. He's an FBI agent. Why don't I give him? No, I've been running from the police ever since I got back in this country. That's the last thing that I need. Well, that's great, Angela. (gasps) Well, then why don't you just live the rest of your life in this hotel room? How's that? Well, do you trust him? Yeah, I used to hold his head over the toilet at frat parties. Oh, come on! I'm serious. Do you trust him? Yeah, I trust Ben. I do. Okay. Well, let's formulate our plan. I'm going to go back to my place. I'll figure out the best way to transfer your mom to the sanitarium. Then I'll call Ben. If I get any information, I'll get back to you. Okay. Come on, don't be so down. Come here. It's going to be okay. I'm on watch now. You know, this would have never happened if you had stayed with me
3: the uh, the appeal of dennis miller has been v- quite reasonably lost to the mists of time he was never that big a deal over here and he's also he's a little ahead of our time he was a saturday night live guy for a while and then he had his own chat show in the states and he's a a stand up and yeah he's um he's he's not really a big thing for us generationally and also locationally he's he's very much an american phenomenon he kind of started out as the sort of you know a acerbic type and then he drifted rightwards and now he's kind of a sort of like hard right libertarian talking head he's very articulate dennis miller very verbose he's a very well-read guy so I, he's not going to go full kevin sorbo or anything <laughs> but uh he used to do stuff on um uh for the nfl he was um nfl color commentator i think or mm. in studio guy but um, right. yeah um kind of a a, a Pre Dennis Leary, but with less of a shtick.
1: It's a bit, he's a bit skeezy in this, and I wonder if. I also get no sense of connection. Like, it feels like Sandra Bullock is in a different hotel room than him during the scene. I, do,
3: I don't know why cast him. That's yeah. like. I don't Apart think from he's going to
1: make noise, but I would have thought get a better actor that. I think they think that we would care about him because he makes such an impression. Yeah, they
2: don't even use him to, like, lure her into a trap to get her. They just which is weird, right?
3: And their relationship is antagonistic in a kind of like jousty way, but again, there's probably a version of this script whereby it's like their relationship was so toxic and fucked, him being her therapist, mm-hmm. and then obviously it's manipulation to a horrendous degree if uh if a therapist ends up having a relationship with a much younger female patient. Mm-hmm. So you could end up with it being like I have to reluctantly go back to a guy who essentially gaslit me, yeah, and ruined me, and that's the reason why she's such a, a shut in now is that you know, but that again, if you you do don't want that, to go near
2: that Devlin in your
3: popcorn thriller
1: after yeah. having
2: another just a horrible relationship with Devlin who's manipulated her and then to go back, yeah, that takes a lot of balls to. To go back to Mm -hmm.
1: something. I've been giving Sandra lots of credit and rightfully so because she properly anchors this movie and and really transcends the the issues that we've raised. Because Sandra Bullock plays the same age in every film, even recent films, I never really get a grasp of how old she is because she's always looked like Sandra Bullock. I wonder if they'd gone with like a Winona Ryder. It would be a different movie. It would be far more serious and less popcorn. Probably a more mm. interesting thriller, though, because then I think you could lean into that manipulation more, and that would drive the the, the decisions. And are, are you saying that because
2: Winona Ryder appears appears more younger and more? She's
1: an outsider. You know, I'm thinking like Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder in Singles, uh-huh, uh-huh. When it, okay. just playing like a gen a Gen X outsider. Whereas Sandra Bullock is like all American sweetheart, Julia Roberts type. So it's some some of those elements are slightly harder for us to believe in. They're in the movie, we're watching it, but they really do want to bypass it. Oh, it didn't work out because whatever. Like, and he seems like a nice enough guy. When actually, no, he was a fucking doctor. Like, that is a privilege. And he's clearly way older. Like, the beard. Is a choice. He doesn't need to go and have a <laughs> full on beard.
3: He's very um borderline. Hans, booby R- <laughs> <laughs> I also thought of a win owner rider type, and I, I guess uh yeah, you're right. It, it makes her because she has a big kind of open eyed face. She's quite physically slight as well, and all this kind of stuff is all very um. It's all you know playing on stereotypes, but that's what you are doing when you are making a big action film is that you are essentially dragging and dropping certain elements and they're bringing their a set of uh um persona kind of aspects to them, and yeah, she would seem like she was in more trouble, even though Winona Ryder can obviously be very spiky and and whatnot. she's little, and she looks like that policeman putting a knee in her back would possibly kill her, yeah, interesting, you say that. There is a making of, surprisingly,
1: from Sony Movies of the Net. Ooh, it's about twenty minutes long, and it's got the writers on it and the producers, Andrew and Winkler. No Sandra, notably, um, which I thought was a just, <laughs> mm. But um, the writers, and this is this kind of gives you a glimpse into the thinking. And obviously, we've moved on from this. This kind of like stereotyping of. Uh, genders and what they represent. But they were talked about, oh no, we'd always wanted a female character. And their reasonings were
2: exactly that. They're more vulnerable. It's mad though, isn't it? It's interesting, you know, like, it should be about empowering a woman.
3: It's a shame that they don't go with the uh, with uh, the aspects instead of, like, women are just, they find it harder to be believed.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. That would be the angle yeah. now, wouldn't it? That would be the angle now.
0: This is absolutely fascinating, Ms. Marks. please my name is bennett write it down if you want it's bennett b-e-n-n-e-t-t bennett i have no reason to make any of this up as your court appointed attorney i'm obligated to do what you wish so i will call you cleopatra queen of the nile if you want but take some advice If you go before the judge with this craziness, I guarantee you will be found incompetent to stand trial and they will hold you indefinitely.
1: The net, this is the biggest surprise for me. 30 million budget, 110 million worldwide. This was an international hit, made 50 million domestically in the US and made 60 million abroad. Obviously, it's it's tapping into the zeitgeist, computers are becoming a thing. I remember in 98 that Norton Antivirus, whole slanderous um, written pieces about, if you install it in your computer, it actually installs spyware, so you have to buy their software again. So mm-hmm. this was a thing. In 95, they're predicting this, some of this stuff, clearly. Um, but they do not make these films anymore. And what what that kind of points to is, maybe we don't have the kind of stars... That can helm a middle budget, like we've discussed. Sandra Bullock is the only star in this movie. You know, for all Devlin's good work, he he's he's a he's good Thanks in the movie. Much. He's good in the movie, um, but he's no star. <laughs> I do like the way he goes out as well, because I really do feel the thud when he lands on. Um,
3: Quite a low key death. I know they're on a catwalk and like a catwalk was a shortcut to danger in the nineties. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was it was surprising that it was a fire extinguisher. I thought it'd be like a computer monitor maybe, you know, just something to bring it all the way all the way around. That would be good. But yeah. um yeah.
3: Smacking with a keyboard.
1: Yeah. Fire extinguisher didn't really have any connection to the net. Maybe even a guitar, Mozart's ghost. I don't know. But
3: something It's Mozart's ghost, ghost. thing uh, uh, on the God. internet.
1: Yeah. But um <laughs> but but yeah, theories, Patrick. Because obviously you're working, you're working in the space, and these middle budgets they come out on Netflix. And here's here's my thing. You said what was the latest film? Well, my dad got an email yesterday. He's staying with me this weekend, listeners, and um, he was like, "I just got an email from Netflix saying a film was dropped called The Takeover." We watched it last night. It's basically The Net, but in Rotterdam. It's subtitled. It's not very good because it is incredibly dull, incredibly dull, no star wattage whatsoever, nothing interesting, nothing new, full of cliches. The net is got is pretty derivative too. but when you remove the star to anchor it, my God, was it a chore to watch and it was it was one hour and twenty minutes with credits, and it was tough, and even my dad went, that wasn't very good, that's my impression of my dad <laughs> um, but <laughs> My point being is that they don't make these films anymore. And I was thinking about, like, Robert Downey Jr. Like, he is what some people might say is a star, but he's so wedded to Iron Man that the moment Robert Downey Jr. makes a movie that isn't Iron Man, i.e. I- due Date or The Judge or any-, any number of films that he's done whilst he's been Iron Man, no fucker goes. Because like, I don't want to see Robert Downey Jr playing a judge i want to see him play an iron man so do we have any stars anymore is my point and is that the reason why we don't get these
2: these star vehicle films because we Mm. don't do we the stars now tend to be more the writers and directors names like aaron sorkin or what sells things and like a director the russo brothers sells things now and i love it when dublin says just churning it out and right now we are churning stuff out like constantly but it's all accessible, it's all throwaway and it's so easy to access that it's becoming throwaway and everything's been taken for granted you take the cinema, cinema is an effort it's something I'll always associate with this special kind of day out and an effort to go kind of see something, how projected and properly in in the right environment and we're, we're, we're have we spoke about this properly? we're losing that and so you lose your star power because you see him every day on TV in different films.
1: But but Sandra Bullock was the draw for me, Patrick. That's my point. It's like we were then just struggling. Obviously, we're we're all we're all middle mid thirties. So of course, you know, maybe we don't know the twenty somethings right now. But I'd like to think that we keep a, a you know a good, you know, a good keen eye on what's going on in the space. One of the reasons why um, I bring this up was I, I feel like. This this was like my grounding in genre fare, so like I would know good genre films from these kind of middling. Like I am not suggesting I'm not running walking into my summary here. I'm not suggesting that the net is like brilliant. It's not a bad time to spend a couple of hours, and you'll walk away, you'll have a, cu- a couple of giggles, but you'll also go that sounded bullock. Yeah, I'd watch her in something else. Like the next film that mm. comes out with her. <clears throat> i watched that because I thought she was really good.
2: I just don't seem to get that anymore. I can't keep up. I, I can't keep up with anything at the, anymore at the minute. And I used to kind of like pride myself on going to the cinema once a week maybe and trying to watch as much as I could. But yes, we've had some bad times recently where things weren't open and everything came on TV and we watch it at home a lot. But I just don't, I don't know. I don't like having things available streaming before they're in the cinema. I get it, like I, I get the whole system and the financial aspects and of everything now, but they don't feel special. They don't feel yeah, like it's it. It, it feels throwaway. It feels consumerism in a way, and I. And that's why I think we're losing, you know, there's so much stuff online. I haven't got a clue of half of it anymore. Because, you know, you watch your trailers on TV or you watch your trailers at the cinema and you have your bus posters and all of this, like, oh, wow, get excited for this film. But these are just creeping by. And your writers, your money's know, going to HBO and TV and good TV, like to say even good Netflix TV. But films are green screeny churning out. Done as quick as you can now.
3: I don't think they're helping themselves with the kind of films that at times any effort to try and resuscitate the star vehicle. You know, this is an event because of the people involved. And uh, we went to see um, Ticket to Paradise, and unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a photocopy (laughs) of a photocopy of a photocopy. It's there is no there's no sense of occasion about it because it it has the same level of like synthetic lack of tactile kind of lack of grandeur that the streaming stuff has. It's just that it costs way more and the people in it are more famous. But I think that's, it, it might be that, you know, some of the best, like, experiences i've had of going to the cinema over the last few months have been to go and see older films yesterday i went to see a film from 1964 at the prince charles and it was the best time i've had in the cinema in months like Mm. you guys know i'm a marvel fan but recently
2: i'm the aesthetics changed and they look cheaper for me in a way and you know remember the the planet of the apes trilogy the Andy circus trilogy like, yep. Really good, Yep, really good. Fucking yep. for me, they're like modern greats, and the effects. And you, you look at a film like that ten years ago, wherever it was, and the effects driven, not, not even driven actually, just enhancement of the story and the performances. Look at some effects now. I, I don't get it. I don't mm. get how it's such a downgrade.
3: There was a, a, a shot. In, in the in the, the George Clooney-Julie Roberts film where there's two characters talking in front of a waterfall and they make reference to the waterfall and you look behind them and there is clearly no waterfall. There is a CGI facsimile of a waterfall and it is like a dragon drop. It's mm. like, Jesus Christ, in a George Clooney movie.
1: To draw that back to yeah. like a middling 90s thriller, The Net, there is some, the sequence on the bridge, which is quite funny. I thought it was quite funny when she's running and the bridge is um, raised. static camera. And Devlin's De- De- just sort of standard. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not a particularly well shot action sequence. But I know a Sandra, there, didn't Sandra Bullock is running on a bridge and they've clearly uh, watered the bridge down. So it looks like, you know, you get that nice glistening off the top. Uh, Devlin uh, is, 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 yep, thank you very much. Uh, also known as a, a, as a purge. As I did it. you learn that from
3: uh, uh fisher stevens in uh, colombo mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you remember that one <laughs> yeah i do he, he orders a wet down when he's fisher stevens is playing a kind of a sort of a steven he's like an evil spielberg and he uh he went down the street so that a guy would get electrocuted by touching a gate very smart
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very smart. Um, yeah, he gets caught in the end, though. Uh, spoilers, listeners. Sandra is running. She's being asked to do things, and sometimes, obviously, stunt doubles, etc. But you just get in the tactile nature of it all. But it's also totally specific to the genre. The filmmaker himself is not particularly exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't really discussed it even Winkler. Um, you know, this is a boomer's version of of kind of a social panic about technology, but he's not so egregious with it that you're like, uh, okay, boomer. You're more like, oh, uh, with a more exciting filmmaker, they could have jazzed up some of the sequences. Yeah. When she flies off the dinghy uh, and the rocks, if you've not seen the net, it looks exactly as you would think it would if you just put a camera in one position and put a dinghy up against a rock. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly mm-hmm. yeah, and if a bit you, flat.
3: If you've, <laughs> if you've ever watched you've been framed, you've seen someone. Yeah, you've seen someone
1: fall out of a dinghy. Um, and if you've if you've ever seen a toy plane crash into um a tower, <laughs> then you would have seen the net. Yeah. Because that's exactly what happens. By the way, the way Dale goes, I mean that's the way instead of doing like um uh Camp Lawyer from Independence
2: Day, like oh crap. Uh he just yeah. goes. Shit! <laughs> it just crashes, it's like, but when it, it's when he's communicating with the tower, like, coming in for landing, and he's like, you should yeah. be able to see me, god, was he like, gosh darn it, or something.
1: Gosh, there must be, you, you, your instruments are definitely wrong, there's nothing wrong.
2: <laughs> oh shit! Remember when we talked about Twister though, Galley, and a similar time, and going through that very exciting Time in the '90s, where effects were new and finding out how to integrate, you know, all on location and integration, and it's all like very good and physical. That going back to like modern cinema and how things are kind of lost because they aren't going on location anymore like that.
3: Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. You just, I just, this I just, is on location. The
2: thing, they're on a bridge. They're in Mexico. Mexico.
3: They're in, a, they're in a, a fairground, like in Beverly Hills Cup 3, with a really irritating guy who wants to have a hug.
1: I, I just think, yeah, I think we're missing stars. But we still have stars, right? We do. No, that's what I mean. We're missing them. We've only got the ones that we're clinging on to for dear fucking life.
2: We've got our, like, Florence Pugh's and... Sersha Ronan's coming through, and like for Lady Bird, do you do you go and see Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird, or do you see Sersha Ronan's? I
3: think yeah, that's that's a combination of Greta Gerwig is a uh, you know she has a persona role of her own. The, the film is sold as being like a really super personal story about her own upbringing, and and yeah, I think the Sersha Ronan is great in it. Um, but I think that's yeah, it's the same with like Florence Florence Pugh kind of making a name in something like Midsummer. It's like Midsummer. Was an amazing, um uh, but it's the director's horror film. Give that performance. Yeah, it's Ari Astor's Midsummer. So you know, what I think we're losing now is like people's, and probably it's fair. Maybe we're just, um, I think, over romanticizing an era whereby what what I think people miss now is filler, and you see it in TV series and you see it in stuff like I'm rewatching the X Files, and you could comfortably write off. If you didn't give a fuck, you could come to be right off two thirds of these episodes in the early go in, but you would be missing out on something that's like, I find it cozy. The idea of the uh, almost like the, um, it's disposable, but it's disposability that's made with this kind of stout craftsmanship, and that's what the net is to me. It's a filler movie, but it's not a filler movie in the same way that I'm not going to watch whatever the fucking Netflix series is that they're trying to pump out now. Is it The Watcher? It's like, oh, it's Spooky House. It's got good actors in it. It's, you know, Bobby Cannavale and um, uh, Naomi Watts, I believe. But I just know that if I give it 10 hours of my life, I'm not going to get anything out of it. And it will be so forgotten. The Net was a f- potentially extremely forgettable film. There's nothing. They made it into a TV particularly... series as well. They made it into a TV series. Something about it just caught even though we've just said that Owen Winkler's not a particularly fantastic director, the script is a bit of a clunker and it's from guys who went on to write even more clunkers. Something happened whereby this, out of all of the morass of 90s middling cosy thrillers, has persisted for 25 plus years.
1: Devlin, you've absolutely nailed it. I don't even need a summary now. This movie is not great, but it's very cosy and it's not shit. Do you know what I mean? Like when (laughs) when we said when we said bargain bins, we were after a very specific type, and like we all agree that cyborg is rubbish, but it's kind of fun to laugh at, and kind of it's almost like so bad, not so bad. It's good because that's become a term that's no longer fun to use anymore. But but it's in that it's in that space. This isn't so bad. It's good. You can see the germs of really good ideas. But there is a thread. You can pull it all the way through if you look hard enough and actually listen and watch. Um, but as a star vehicle, no one's ever going to go, oh, Sandra Bullock, best film the net. No one's ever saying that, but they will yeah, go. Oh, what, they'll name it's it in her filmography. So, what's hmm. Sandra Bullock been in? They'll go, speed. They probably won't say while you were sleeping unless, um, you know, it's about their favorite movie. But they'll go, Speed. Uh, The net, you know, demolition man. They will say the net because it's one of those films that hit because she was a big, well, she was a rising star and everyone saw it because they definitely did. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't
2: a lead in a romantic comedy against another guy. It's her vehicle. Yeah, she is the star Mm. of the movie.
3: It's when you were saying about um, like the Florence Pugh being in Midsommar, but then you said it's the director's film, and that's true. It's like it's Ari Aster's Midsommar. Whereas if you say the net, you say Sandra Bullock, the net. As if that's the title. You put her name in it and then you put the Back in the day
2: when Schwarzenegger's name would be bigger on a poster than the title of the film.
3: Yes. The title of the film is Schwarzenegger Eraser. It's not Eraser.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to walk straight into my summary and just say, you know what? The Net, I'm going to slight recommend. Can I mild recommend it? It's not a strong recommend because it is not a great movie. But I recommend it because, as I say, these are becoming few and far between. And it, they are still being made, but no fucker sees them. Uh, literally
2: nobody. Okay, pop queers, assholes. Which was came from a Sandra Bullock film as well. Speed. Matt's mm-hmm. not here. He's the front runner. Um, good. Give us a chance to catch up. Yeah, here we go points. then. What's your buzzers, please? Mozart's ghost! <laughs>
1: Damn it. He's got the only good one.
3: Jeez. Um, what well, even? Uh, I'll just. I'll just say. Uh, 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 I've got VD.
0: <laughs> <I can't be. laughs> oh. all right
3: okay i'm
2: gonna try something different in this quiz as well that i was going to do last time but it didn't really work anyway question one what toppings does angela order on a pizza mozart's ghost Callie, <laughs> cheese and anchovies and tomato base <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna give you it the other one because it's it's a few it's garlic Golly, cheese. That,
1: that's part of the passata that goes on a pizza base I'm not having that
2: <laughs> I'll give you the point it's fine well done question two now you've already answered this one before so this is a race against time between the two of you what's the name of the other guy on the cyber
3: chat I've got VD <laughs> definitely <laughs> it's cyber it's cyber Bob with, yeah who, what's the name of the cyber... other one? Oh, uh, G- Iceman Ganda. yeah Cyber Bob's real name is Bob Fox.
2: <laughs> if you, if you want to know where really he lives, he's got address. a little symbol. Yeah. <laughs> Qu- question three: What animal uh was the annoying costume guy at the carnival?
3: I've got VD. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry to hear that, Devlin. Devlin.
3: <laughs> Devlin. He's a bunny. Right? He's a bunny,
2: Devlin. Yes, but yeah, we have—he's
3: got he's Benny. He's got Benny the bunny.
2: Oh, fucking mm. oh, well, well done.
3: Um, but we have a bonus for the win.
2: Two-one Devlin at the minute to take it home. Just like,
1: hold on, hold on, Padre. Let me just speed up my modem so I can <laughs> answer it
2: quicker. <laughs> How many killings? Mozart's ghosts! Oh, Gally, go on then four
3: miles off. No, Devlin. So we've got suicide plane in a fucking cooling tower. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, uh the mugger. Yeah. He's dead. I called him pick-pocket. Then we've got... Fucking hell. Um, FBI guy gets smashed in, in a car. Yeah. Um, Ruth Marks is dead. Devlin is dead.
1: Oh, Devlin. I never counted him.
3: Oh, shit. You're missing Ten two. uh die.
1: The doctor. Skeezy doctor.
3: Oh, fucking hell. Dennis Miller's dead. From, 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 from drugs.
1: Of Fox implied off screen implied
3: off-screen death <laughs> off-screen bang death. 8
2: is correct
3: okay. can we, can we oh. share
1: the points like we share Dublin's I'll let you share
2: those points but that does mean that Devlin wins today's round yeah. well done <laughs> well done VD
1: okay well uh, we'll do our final thoughts then I've kind of done mine I'm going to go with a mild recommend uh, Patrick you were a first time watcher yes. on this one thoughts on the net and would you recommend it to all
2: listeners I quite enjoyed it for what it is i did and but then maybe the second time more and as oh you know i'm very manipulative manipulated excuse me um talking to you guys it, gally it was weird you likening this to taken in a 95 as you know i'm a big fan <laughs> of its absurdity and i didn't read this film that way in that same absurdist kind of comedy for me Um, I thought it was a serious film still trying to do serious uh, with just flaws, which is what Taken is, but I think Taken is actually a bad film, I don't think this is a bad film I think it's quite um, it's fine I don't want to be damning with faint praise, I think that's unfair to it, because I don't think there's anything wrong with it really, apart from some of it feels quite lazy and contrived and Very basic, which is a criticism. It's, it's neat and efficient and it gets you from A to B and there is writing in there and there's direction in there that works on a, ooh, how do I say this? On a, on an easy to watch film, an easy to follow, easy to watch film anchored by Sandra Bullock, who's very good, um, because I think she needs to be. And maybe it's that time in her career where she's just proving herself and throwing herself into everything and she's great i like her very much i don't think much of the other cast uh devlin's fine as a bad guy I just uh, i wish the character was more and there was more of a motive and it doesn't really work to be honest especially in the second half i said like about the locked off cameras on the bridge you know the action i like the rain and the car chase but it's all just
3: it's so basic. It is, basic, it's, it's it is of, literally a hose directed yeah. at the front of her windscreen. Yeah. I loved how... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's it's effective and it's, it's all uh-huh. okay. And the, the plot is quite, I don't know, heavy and there's a lot to lose in it. So it is very, very flawed. It's just... I don't think I had as much fun with it as Gally did. But, you know, it was... It, I wasn't I was never bored and, and it went it went well I want to watch it with you guys because I was just you know like it, the, the taking thing I didn't really get that kind of laughing at the film as much as you did we needed a we needed
1: a euro uh weirdo director to do the net
2: but there is enough <laughs> yeah. there is enough kind of yeah. like goofs but then you know you get the fbi guy you get uh phillips at the car who's a terrible actor and the cyberbod sticker and i'm now looking at these things more and the the weird kind of horror shots at the carnival that have no real place in this film but are there for something and there's a really interesting cut of, of when we we d- discover that jack is a bad guy watch the editing of that, the close-up of the eye, the mouth, the gun, there's a trombone shot. It's like, whoa, what is going on? And he starts to do some weird acting, like, I want to butch person. It's kind of weird and wonderful there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I do recommend it. If you've never seen it, especially, it, it's really fascinating to watch. Matt talks about modern audiences and how they'd um, react to something. And as a throwaway little film to have a, time capsule of how technology was perceived in the 90s and computers and the net and viruses and everything that you know are a thing go back and watch this and look at learn what a floppy disk is and see for just you know the kids now will never understand the pain of that dial-up tone on the and then mum picking up the phone and you losing your connection <laughs> uh devlin sorry how do you feel similarly
3: Absolutely, like uh, I I watched the film quite a lot when I was younger, and I said that I never put in any effort to, and I feel like that's exactly the best way to do this. I, I think that damning with faint praise is always going to be a possibility on this kind of stuff, and I don't think anyone needs to say that this is great art, but what it does have is solid fundamentals in a way that a lot of films don't always have, and that makes for a very good base for the sillier elements of it, like logging onto the internet Swiss. Which <laughs> yeah. is good. Um, oh, like dear. these little touches, these little flourishes. And the, the great thing about them is that they are totally guileless. It is not a case where somebody is expecting that there's any kind of, you know, there's no irony about this one. Um, and that I love about it. It's got this sort of, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a kind of, um, you can't really do this these days because everyone is too cynical. Mm. So, creators of stuff will always try and outfox themselves and overthink things because everything's already been done and sometimes you really do just want a solid monster of the week episode and sometimes you do just want a solid uh-huh. basic and they're pretty long as well like two hours it's enough time to really relax into the coziness of it Um, and you know it's kind of dumb in places when it needs to be the music like when she's
2: ordering happened. the pizza Devlin
3: Oh my god, exactly. Like the I laughed the hardest at this film once that um Annie Lennox cover struck up. That was the funny part <laughs> of the film. It's so mournful. It's like the remember the uh the really awful choice in the extras Christmas special to have um
0: uh-huh. yeah. every time Maggie has to clean a
3: toilet, it's like the most tragic thing you've ever seen. It's like she's just clean a fucking toilet. <laughs> Jesus. Um so, like that, or like her court appointed um, lawyer is uh, when she's talking to her and she's trying to say, like, I'm trying to keep yeah. you out of jail. And she says, they're messing with the system. And the, the lawyer is like, Well, I know for a fact that the court system has used the gatekeeper (laughs) software from Greg Microsystems. (laughs) So I know that everything's secure. It's 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 funny and it's silly and it's outlandish enough, but it's like the film just establishes it as fact. And it's like, are you in or are you out? If you're out, then whatever. If you're in, you're going to have a solid time with a real, this might be, you know, it's not the star making performance. It's the star kind of rubber stamping performance yeah yeah.
1: it's like you're a star because
3: you can you can walk away from this with your head held fucking high this one could have been a car like an actual car crash it could have been you know like people like hackers which is with good reason it has tremendous energy and it's an awful lot of fun and it doesn't take itself anywhere near as seriously as people thought at the time it did they knew what they were making and they were having fun with it But Hackers was a punchline for a long time. This one could have been a punchline, and it swerved it. And it's mostly on the strength of her.
1: Right. So where can our listeners, where can they get their modems, log in to the net?
3: On Netflix. Netflix. Currently, Netflix UK. And like we said, they are pushing it pretty high. I keep seeing it up in the, uh, the it's early in the carousel. So, I mean, whether that's just that they think that I'd be into it,
1: Excellent. Uh, Devlin, would you like to tell our listeners about
3: other things that they can get on the internet? You can go on the internet and you can go to our web zone, rewindmoviecast.com. That's where we have episode links, show notes, mostly some essays. Matt has a tremendous uh, Halloween um, uh, uh, marathon that he's done for this year. halloween Rewind, he took on the mantle this year. Uh, obviously, the the season has passed, but the films are still good. So you can still you can still watch them. Like you know, after watch them in October, you losers. Um, and uh, from there, you can click on the shop link, or you can go direct to my website. Uh, that is DevlinDoesDrawing. dot com. I also have devlindoesdrawing.com. dot uh, com, but DevlinDoesDrawing. dot com is where we keep the merchandise. There's Rewind Movie Podcast merchandise, and also a bunch of other t shirts. Um, there is a uh, Batman Returns up there right now which is new uh halloween 3 season of the witch a couple of uh, new things i did put a really nice terminator shirt up there but it got taken down because it was sweary and also broke some potentially minor copyright infringements but don't let that stop you because i've actually uploaded it to redbubble so uh, links are available everywhere
1: listeners if you enjoy what we do please like share send us a review spread the gospel team that's what we ask uh, we really appreciate it. it. brings more people to the party. Listener requests, please send them in. The next episode, I believe, is a uh,
2: listener request.
1: I don't know yet where they are from. From in Bottom? UK. No, they're not from <laughs> Cringely Bottom because we've already had one from there. Um, but <laughs> when I find out where they're from, because I've asked them, um, I'm sure it'll be hilarious. So we'll find out. Um, <laughs> from
3: Fractured Bangos, no, Bangos string. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're
1: gonna be doing American Psycho for those of you who want to get ahead of the game and. Um, Watch that prior to that discussion. So that'll be up next on the show. Um, I think guys, that is everything. Would like to say big thank you to those of you that have already sent listen requests. Keep sending them in. Gmail. That's where it is. Alright. Um, and the if the link is in will show notes. I think we'll say our goodbyes then, shall we? Devlin, it's a virus eaten through the gatekeeper programme. I mean the other Devlin. It's Galley in Glasgow. Stay safe, everyone, and get offline and go do some gardening. It's good for your health.
3: I used to think I was the cat. It's Devlin, still not the one from the film in London. Garlic? Mm. Garlic. It's Patrick in Rome. Take care. Thanks for listening,
1: everyone, and we'll catch you next time on the Rewind Movie Podcast.